Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two. Arm bar. I did it for The Rock. Uh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Hold three. The moss covered, three handled family gradunzel. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Number four, arm bar. It's a different kind of high tonight for Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero gets his redemption. Eddie Guerrero has exercised his demons. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Los Marcos Podcast. I am one-third of Los Marcos. My name is Varro, and with me on the call are Kells and Ask. What's going on, guys? Yeah. Yeah. What up, what up? How y'all doing tonight? This is Awesome Harlem. Yo, y'all already know who it is. It's your boy, Kells. The Burnside Bully. You know, the Morris Avenue Marauder. Vladimir put it in. (laughs) (laughs) Mikhail going off. Morocco drama. Ted O'Booze. Mr. Only got to swipe my Metro car once to get through the turnstile. Don't talk to me in the lift. Because I only get regular lifts. Never Uber X. I'm here. I'm ready. What, what, what are we talking about? We hit a pod. I get Uber pools and counterfeit Metro cards, but we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my mom for that. I get I get Uber X's uh, once in my life by accident on Oscar's birthday. <laughs> Shout out to being young and actually going out like that. Now, now it's 9 p.m. and we rush home to do our podcast. <laughs> You guys rushed home. I was home all day, so, you know. After drinking uh, two bottles of, uh, what was it, soju that we had tonight? Soju and, and watching NYCFC get eliminated from the playoffs. We but shout know. out to them for actually making the playoffs because New York teams is type trash right now. Hot basura. <laughs> all right. Let's talk, uh, talk some uh, wrestling. Uh, I think top three segment for this week. We're going to do uh, top three finishers to us. I'll get it started. Uh, no particular order. I'm going to go with the Gringo Killer. Because the first time I saw that, I, I marked out when I was uh, checking out TNA for the first time. Homicide hit the Gringo Killer on I don't know who. And I was just like, bruh, what did I just watch? Because up to that point. I had only been exposed to WWF and WWE. So, the Gringo Killer. Second on my list, the RKO. Some will say the Diamond Cutter came first, but I think I remember more RKOs than I remember Diamond Cutters. And number three, I think it's called End of Heartache. Uh, Roderick Strong does it. That match where uh, he hit it on uh, Tyler Bate. Bruh, that makes my back and my ribs hurt. Just watching it, my back and my ribs hurt. Who wants to go next? Kels? You want me to go next? Yeah, man. All right. So, you know, once again, I think this is going to be one of those things where you guys are going to be like, really? Because, you know, I I am a man of acquired taste, (laughs) you know. I'm 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 man of acquired taste, but I'm very simple, you know. Well, I like we're to, gonna I, we're gonna get into uh, like we're gonna grade these finishes after. We'll just like listen. to keep yeah. it very simple. But for me, I would have to say my 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 three, and this is in a particular order. So <laughs> you know, I'm not pussy like Varro over here. We can't <laughs> pick a side. Only only thing Varro's committed to is uh, Taker's trash. Everything else is. You know, up for discussion. <laughs> and Katie Ford was a god, but we're gonna get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say uh, no, number three, uh, Sweet Chair Music. You know, even though the Sweet Chair Music has become a spam finisher for the Indies in the recent years, uh, I think Shawn Michaels' Sweet Chair Music 
is one of the most beautiful things, especially the switch in music he hit on um, uh, Shelton Benjamin in that Raw match. Mm, yes. Beautiful. Um, second, going classic here, it's the what is now known as the Dirty Deeds or the Hangman DDT. Big fan of the DDT where you wrap your hands underneath. I don't like the Randy Orton snap neck DDT. Not a fan of that. I need the one where you pause, hold your opponent's head very deep, and drive it into the ground. Whoa. What, is Alpha, is Alpha doing a concert outside? Is this, is that <laughs> the fuck? It's New York City, guys. And then and I would say number one um, is the Lariat, a.k.a. Clothesline from Hell, a.k.a. The Rainmaker. Um, if you're at least 6'2 or 200 pounds plus and you can do the clothesline, it's it's gonna look good. It's a brutal finisher. It can come out of anywhere, and it works for heels. It works for faces. I, I just think it's the perfect finisher. It's simple and <laughs> to the point. I'm gonna go with my top three. I'm gonna start with my number one, which is the Taz mission. Taz, I feel, has been very underappreciated in his career. Before Taz started doing the Taz mission. The tap out was not a thing So the first time I saw him doing an ECW Probably like 95, 96 Incredible Then of course he came to WWE Debuted in, at the Garden To one of the loudest pops in the history Got got Kurt Angle to tap basically Or pass out And then of course they reversed the decision Because it was a choco which was lame And then WWE ruined Taz's career, but Taz had that one moment that <laughs> they'll never be able to take away from him. Number two is the either RKO or Diamond Cutter. I'm not a fan of Randy Orton, never have been, but he's a solid, beyond solid, he's a great in-wing worker. And when he hit the RKO on Evan Bourne, when he was doing whatever flippity-flop thing Evan Bourne does, it's just was one of the most incredible sights you ever seen when DDP would just catch it on whether it was Macho Man, Randy Savage, or one of the other NWO working against a surprise. It was much slower than the than the RKO's beautiful. And third is probably the one I'm gonna get heat for because I know Kells hates it. So it's the Canadian destroyer. So I know it involves obviously the opponent doing a lot of work as well, but the first time I saw it when PD Williams was defending his ex championship against Jay Lethal, blown away, and I was like, "What is that?" And then of course it became bastardized, like a lot of other f- finishers. But still, I will never forget the way I felt the first time I saw it. But that's why it's on my top three list. I, I thought Flippity about flappity. I thought about the Canadian story, but. Like, the more I watched it, the more I realized it was, like, kind of like a, uh, gimmick, a gimmicky, gimmicky finisher. It was, like, a gimmicky, cheesy finisher. But the first time I saw it, I, I was with you. I was like, holy shit, what the hell was that? Because I, I hadn't really seen anything like that before. And real quick, when we saw the future of pro wrestling, hashtag Darby Allen do that shit, <laughs> we were like, what the fuck? Even Kells. That, that, the move of the night, though. Scissor kick. Woo. so we're about to get into our northeast wrestling (laughs) event that we saw after we talk more about our finishers real quick uh now yeah like uh we talked about it that we wanted to do like a kind of like a kayfabe effectiveness and then real life i guess effectiveness not that anybody would be trying to do a a wrestling move if you if you have to throw hands on the streets but uh what was mine done on the block I actually choco though, so that that could work. Oh, all right, mine were uh, the Gringo Killer. In terms of uh, kayfabe, I don't think a lot of people kicked out of the Gringo Killer in uh, TNA. But then again, I only have seen Homicide do it. I don't know if it got bastardized like a lot of the other moves that people come up with. Um, the RKO kayfabe wise, it was like a great move. Nobody would kick out of it. Uh, it's nice, effective. It can be done out of nowhere. I think probably my favorite RKO of all time 
is the one he hit on RVD when RVD was basically a freaking straight line with his head into the ground. Crazy. I thought he like broke Rob Van Dam's neck that night. And then my third move was uh, the end of heartache. I I guess kayfabe wise, it's a good, it's a great, amazing move. Uh, in real life, I don't know who's throwing somebody in the air and then letting them land on their knees. So I think in real life it's not gonna happen. But if probably somebody, Bobby Lashley. If somebody shout out to him, Trash Lashley. All right, but if <laughs> somebody did throw you in the air. And you landed on their knees. I'm pretty sure you'd be done. It's like some Bane on Batman shit. You'd be done. I I just want to say I'm very disappointed in both of you that you would put gimmicky finishers like the Canadian Destroyer and End of Heartache on your list. Because if I look at a crazy bro, if I look at a finisher and the guy taking the finisher has to do most of the work, it's not a finisher. It's a helper. That the, the guy's helping you end the match for himself. So how how is the opponent taking doing the work on the end of heartache? In the Canadian Destroyer, the guy. The Canadian Destroyer, yes, yes, I see it completely. I agree with you. I'm I'm 100 percent there with you. Because in end of heartache, I have to help you rotate myself. No, if I don't like, if I don't rotate myself, and my back doesn't land on your knees, uh, you know, it does. Then, then, like a lot of the times, you know, they don't land like right on their back. They land on their ribs. They land on their back, stomach. Well, this also goes back to my discussion about when we were, you know, for those who don't know, you know, we went to this an event in Poughkeepsie, and I said that CM Punk had the worst GTS in the world because he was too small to get it off. Roderick Strong, ladies and gentlemen, is small for a wrestler, and his finisher, if he tried it against somebody bigger, it wouldn't look right. Oh, that's it only true. it yeah. only looks good on skinny guys. It's not gonna look good on fucking trash taker. <laughs> what what looks good on trash taker? <laughs> Sweet chin you know, music. That's it. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying like that 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 finish was too gimmicky, bro. Like I, it's just too gimmicky for me. Nah, it's top three for me, man. <laughs> uh, all right, Kels, analyze your uh, picks. Yo, Sweet chin music. Come on, bro. Feature it, it, music at one time was an extremely protected finisher. Oof. Yep, at one time. Very, very, very protected. But, you know, the Young Bucks destroyed it. And now it's it's more like everybody has a super kick. Everybody does super kicks now. So, you know, it's it's pretty sad to what has become one of the greatest finishers of all time. I'm I just mean, gonna... shout... my, my bad real quick, but shout out to Glacier because he made the super kick an effective finish. Bro, the WCW yeah. mark, of course. <laughs> of course. Dude, said Glacier. <laughs> Fucking Sub-Zero adjacent. Is that a Mortal Kombat? Mortal Com- the, the, the Mortal Kombat that, character? <laughs> yeah, the Sub-Zero adjacent Mortal Kombat was hot. I was like, these guys are reaching. <laughs> my so, bad. But, no, you go. But if you notice, you know, like, even, even something like the Hangman DDT, like, I remember the DDT was, like, super protected. And then at one point in the 90s, everybody had a DDT. And then The Rock had the super shitty DDT. <laughs> Anybody who says The Rock's DDT was a DDT doesn't... It's like he never even, like, fully got the arm around the neck. It was like, I'm just going to put my arm around your face and bring it to the floor. It was like a, but, sling, like a sling blade DDT, kind of. Yeah, yeah, because if you... Cause, and then the thing is, like, the DDT now, like, Dirty Deeds is, like, one of the most protective finishers in WWE. Like, whenever Ambrose hits it, like, the match is usually over, which is something that I'm happy to see now. And, like, for me, with the with the Lariat or the Clothesline from Hell or the Haymaker, or the Rainmaker, it's just that it's fucking brutal. Like, Stan Hansen, um, Farouk, JBL, and then um, now Okada, when he does it in NJPW, it just looks brutal. And you can do it any way, and it comes from anywhere. Like, if you watch the um, the Okada-AJ Styles match, like, the way he was trying, well, the way Okada was just pulling out these the, the Rainmakers and just hitting out of nowhere was just beautiful. And it just always looks brutal, especially if the guy helps you and does, like, the flip. Like, Rollins sells the clothesline from hell very well. Like, whenever he gets it, he does like that. Or Ziggler. Ziggler's another person who sells extremely well. But, you know, like I said, I like simple finishers that can come out of nowhere, and these three fit that criteria. So, 
want to ask? My finishers are uh, all amazing. Every single one of them would be effective in a real-life fight or a wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, um, out of my finishers, they're gimmicky as fuck. Other than the Chaz mission, like if you just catch someone in a proper chokehold, you got them. But yeah, they're gimmicky. I, I, I'm a gimmick mark. I remember the first time I saw the finishers. That's why I fell in love with them. So that's about no one's doing an RKO in a fucking fight. No one's doing no one's doing a Canadian destroyer ever in a fight. Um they're gimmicky, but yeah, so be it. I mean somebody somebody's hitting a bulldog driver before they hit an RKO. A bulldog driver taking somebody's face right into the floor? In real life. Uh, no one no one's doing that, bro. I mean, it's more likely to happen in, in the RKO or Diamond Cutter. In a fight in active duty at Denny's or, or TGI at Fridays, as me and Kels have probably seen, but <laughs> not, not, not a fight in New York City. Nah, you got the people that run up out of nowhere. Trying to fight anybody. Take your Jordans. Good times. Good memories. <laughs> or, your, or, or your merm jackets. <laughs> By the way, opening ceremony, do a fucking... Restock. That was that was my cheap plug for the week. Bro, you might as well just cop a triple fat goose and call it a day, bro, because you ain't gonna get that shit. I'ma get it. Alright. We'll see. <laughs> Alright guys, so what do you guys want to talk about next? You want you wanna do the what do we do? Northeast wrestling? Northeast yes, wrestling uh, event that we went to? All right, at the so, Mid Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie, New York. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how I don't know how some of y'all live up there. No <laughs> offense to everyone who lives in a small town, but get your lives together. There's nothing to do with where y'all at. We drove two hours to go to a wrestling show. So this is what we do for our fans. We're real. We're real Mainly for ourselves <laughs> and our four four listeners for now. Hola, y'all. <laughs> Uh, colored kit. I'm gonna fuck up your name. My bad, because I'm stupid. The, color the colorful kit. Yeah, yeah, Lou. What up? Um, two other ones that listen. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> if you're not following the podcast on Twitter at Los Marcos Pod, L O S M A R C O S P O D, we have uh, nine followers for now, but uh, we're building that up. <laughs> It's like a, a 19 second video of uh, Pentagon and the future of wrestling Darby Allen on the account now. But um, again, what? Again, that's probably the one of the best matches I've ever seen live. Uh, uh, me, myself, Varro, and Kells made fun of Darby Allen when he first came out because he had like a weird Raven gimmick going on. He. He rapped his own song, which me and Varo kept dying about. <laughs> Kells loved it because Kells is a believer that wrestlers need to go back to singing their own theme songs. So he was marking out. We laughed. He got into the ring. He was moving in Cruiserweight from the 90s. I don't know if you guys can put it in a better way. But he was fluid in the ring. And we thought he was going to be carried by Pentagon. It, it was not the case. Pentagon was amazing as usual. But Darby Allen held his own. And it was a great 20-minute match. Bunch of near falls, which usually get annoying. But at this case, it, it worked the storyline well. And it showed that uh, this Darby Allen kid was is, is a good prospect for the future. A blue chipper, as JR would say. <laughs> All right, so we're just going to jump into the second best match of the night, right? That's what we're going to do. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, my takeaway from uh, Pentagon Jr. versus uh, Darby Allen. So I've been to a couple of uh, indie shows, I guess, with Osk. And um, every indie show I go to, I end up coming away with, like, one guy that I'm like, all right, I, I should, like, Google this guy, watch a couple of his matches because this, this kid is nice. The first indie show I went to with Oscar was um, here in Brooklyn. I forget what uh, promotion it was. Oscar, if you could refresh my memory, what promotion that was? Family Wrestling Entertainment. Shout out to them. If you are a New York City mark, just just stay just stay in tune. 
All right, so that was the first indie show I went to, and the guy I came away with from that show was uh, Johnny Gargano, who is now in NXT and is uh, pretty great at NXT. He has matches of the year, potentially with uh, Almas earlier in the year. And the um, second indie show I went to, I came... Well, LAX was there, so I already knew that LAX was going to be the, the, the wrestlers I took away from that event. And this last event... Darby Allen, the kid, the kid can go. He had a great match with Pentagon, who I've been following through Lucha Underground, and now Impact. Um, the kid can go. He's uh he's skinny, he's small, but he can, he moves well. He's like no no wasted motions. Like the moves he does aren't like out of his uh, weight frame. I'd say he can go. Um. That coughing drop, the coughing drop he does, who people on Twitter are telling us that he stole from Aerostar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kofi has like a variation of the coughing drop too, I think. But um, Darby Allen coughing drop is dope, and it fixes gimmick because he's like a like Ray, Raven's uh, even more emo son. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think Darby Allen can go, and uh, if you guys haven't watched any of his matches. He's he's gone up against like uh, Mustafa Ali, Velveteen Dream, Pentagon Junior last week. Um, the kid can go. Google him. Watch some of the fights, the matches on YouTube. And um, yeah, just let us know what you guys think if you check him out. I know Kells. Anything for that match? Um, first of all, Oscar, you can speak for yourself when you <laughs> want to say that you. I was doubting Darby Allen. Um, Darby Allen, when he was talking in his promo and he was spray painting loser on the side of a cop car, I was instantly sold on the cheap heat and the cheap gimmick. And when he came out singing his theme song, that was it. I didn't care what he did. That kid could have got in there and did nothing. And he won me over <laughs> because he sung his own theme song. And the, what was the beginning of the lyrics? I'm a freak. I was like, All right, this guy's good. But listen, you know, that match was great. Darby literally stole the show. He looked like I was thinking about all day who he reminded me of, and and he he reminded me of freaking like the way he moved and ran in the ring. Do you guys you guys remember freaking um what's the name of that freaking game? Let me see, um Strider Hero. Do you guys remember that game or no? Nah, I don't. I don't remember. What, what was it for? Okay, do you guys remember Marvel versus Capcom two? The 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 purple ninja with the sword that he like super fast. Kinda. No. You guys, you guys really don't remember Strider Ryu, bro? No, I, I didn't really play video games. The sad part is, is that if you guys saw the image, you would know what the fuck I'm talking about. Probably. So <laughs> you just killed the ref. You guys just killed. The reference. <laughs> I'm but, sure he, one of our five listeners will know the reference. No, you know who he, he looks like. I'm he sorry, looks like sorry, a ninja. You know what I'm saying? Like, his movement, he looks like a fucking ninja in the ring, dude. That dude is amazing. And and you know what I do like about him? What I did like about him as well was the fact that... So, like you said, his frame is light. So, against bigger guys, like he was fighting Pentagon. If you notice, he didn't throw punches. He threw elbows and mm-hmm. forearms. Which made sense because Pentagon was a bigger guy. And, you know, it was a great match. But can we just all be honest here? And let's just have a discussion about the real star of the show because, you know, Darby aside, yeah, he did a great show. Phoenix, Kenny (laughs) fucking murdered it. But we all know that the best match of the night and wrestler of the night was Katie Forbes. Bar none, hands down. Mrs. Mrs. Katie Forbes. Match of of the night. Match of the night. Gimmick of the year. Gimmick of the century. Amazing! It was like starlets and lucha together. Yep, and it worked. And <laughs> once again, Oscar had to be the gay WCW mark, <laughs> and was just I didn't I didn't get the hate. He's like, oh, this she sucks. Her scissor kick is garbage. Did you see her rest holding? Her suplex is trash. Bro, listen, Katie Forbes would have looked like that. She can do whatever she wants. Okay. I, I didn't appreciate the choppy scissor kick as a big WCW mark, and it was Booker T's finisher along with the bookend and the Harlem high kick and the Harlem hangover and whatever other Harlem 
name. He wants the fucking name. His finisher. I just wasn't a fan of her. I, I, I didn't see the appeal. Bro, when she came out, I turned around. I, I was like, yo, Kells, where, where are we? Are we at a La Boom or are we at, are we at a wrestling show? All I know is that my, my son, <laughs> a.k.a. the little Mark, he saw Katie Forbes and he, that was the only time he stood still that night. Yo, so he marked, <laughs> he marked out. His eyes were that 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 that's when he became a man right there. He said, "Wow, it's fine as hell." But speaking of Katie, she needs to she needs to talk to her boyfriend and tell him to never wrestle ever again. <laughs> <laughs> because Rob, coming, you know, I I I said on the first episode that Michelle McCool wasn't popping it. Because Undertaker kept trying to wrestle, Katie needs to like work on her sloppy toppy because RVD should not be allowed anywhere near a ring. Like that was the most depressing thing I've ever seen in my life. Where it wasn't even like he was trying to draw heel, heel heat by rolling out the ring. It was just that he really couldn't wrestle. All right. So on the, <laughs> at the event, it was also RVD versus uh, Jack Swagger, which was. Not like the worst match on the card. Like we, I, I went to the bath. We all went to the bathroom for that match. Like five minutes in, we were like, "Oh, this is gonna be trash," and we all just went to the bathroom. It was terrible. And, and this match, ten, fifteen years ago, would have been a, would great. Um, Jack Swagger can go in the ring. RVD can go in the ring, but RVD phoned it in. RVD has concussion issues, as as Kells as Barrow as. Me are saying he needs to just retire, like for his own, for for his own health, and just he, he needs to not destroy the legacies already created with us. Because we're three big RVD fans, and we were just disgusted at what was going on. Yeah, like I'm good. sure our RVD doesn't need the money; he probably just spends it all on marijuana. Like I don't think he needs the two, three thousand dollar payday he got for this match. Yo, the crazy thing is, this match was supposed to follow. Pentagon versus Darby Allen, the second best match on the card. Crazy, bugging. I don't know who booked that, but that was crazy. And, and then it was before Phoenix and the self-proclaimed best wrestler in the world. I mean, we all know it's Shane O'Mac going back to um, <laughs> Crown Jewel, but um, Kenny Omega's top five. That that was that was a good match, Kenny Omega and Phoenix. Listen, Ken, that 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 spot where Kenny needs him in the air, or the or the, the 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 suplex spot, just three suplexes in a row, the snap suplexes. Come on, man! That that dude that dude proved oh, he yeah. was the best. Those German suplexes look brutal. Beautiful. They were that was amazing, and Fe- even Phoenix's spot where he like did the backflip, and then he did the into the suplex. That was. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the work rate of those two guys when they were in the ring and what Kenny was doing, it was just great. But you know, Oscar over there for some reason not impressed. I, I mean, but that, <laughs> it it was a good match. But just to go back to like something that Oscar said, um, I think Oscar said he said uh that a a bunch of near falls kind of ruined the match at points, and I think this is one of them that kind of had too many near falls for me. Like there's a a lot of moves that should have ended the match. But I, I guess I get what they were doing. But at one point, I was like, all right, come on. Like, that should have been a three. That should have been a three. And know. let's yeah, not but... forget, for the first ten minutes, Phoenix had no offense. Yeah, it was kind of booked. It was booked weird. I don't think it was. It was It was booked, and, and it was Kenny had his ten minutes. Then Phoenix had his ten minutes. Then Kenny had five. Phoenix had five, and then Kenny had like the last three minutes. It, it, it the, the match was very if you if you watch the Lucha Underground and JPWs, it was that style. It was very much that style. But I did agree there were too much near finishes. Like I think which 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 spot was it that I was like, oh the spot where um, Phoenix jumped to do the crossbody and Omega need him in the face. Like that should have been the end of the match. But everybody knows that going into a match, Kenny doesn't win unless he hits the. One wing angel. So, but his V triggers were on point that night. Yeah, those those look so <laughs> brutal, man. Like like the one where he um where he where 
he hit Phoenix the V trigger on the back where he was just on the like laying on the ropes. In the yeah, in the back oh, of his head. Oh my bro. god, that was insane. I was like, What? That was just great. Uh but that uh, also what let me see. That that King Brian match, I, I didn't like that match. I thought that was pointless. Uh we saw the the greatest WCW champion of all time though. Oh, David Arquette. Baby. David Arquette. <laughs> hmm. I th- I thought I wouldn't live to see today, but I saw the greatest WCW champion of all time. He's got a clean spear though. You can't hate on that. Mm-hmm. That spirit. <laughs> oh, here we go. Brought here we go. The three thousand of us to our feet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I I ran out of the bathroom just to watch that spear. <laughs> And then uh, Mick Foley came out for his, his like 900th appearance post retirement, and I don't know what happened, but I was marking out over the David Arquette Spear, who is like Kel said, one of the greatest champions WCW ever created. <laughs> but did you did you type feel some type, did you feel some type of way when Mick Foley was like, "Hey, shout out to the two guys who are wearing my shirt because all you fucks are wearing Bullet Club shirts." Like, why are you salty, bro? Like, wild salty when he made that comment. Yeah, I didn't get the point of that. I had an LWO shirt on, so don't don't be mad, McFoley. Don't be mad. <laughs> I, I was I was wearing a ten dollar hoodie that I got from Jams on one twenty second and third. They have a great uh, Rob Thorne selection, so check them out if you're a big polo head or if you need some nudies or uh, PRPS jeans. Bro, did you really just plug nudies and PRPS jeans? That's the only jeans I wear, baby. Damn. I, I, you know, Oscar, oh my God. You can just imagine Oscar back in the day with his, with his, with his Vask boots, his Vance and leather, PRPS jeans, and a Jabot shirt watching D-Malenko. Just, what a worker. That's great. With, with, uh, with a bottle of uh, cognac in my hand. Cognac, yeah. That's how I lived my my <laughs> adolescent years. <laughs> now, now, um, seeing as I was the only person that saw the ladder match, because I don't know what you guys were doing. I was trying to find I, my I seat, was bro. Hot, I was waiting for hot dogs, which were the worst <laughs> I've had in my life. Yo. Trash. Hey, yo. Bro, we nah. got Wonder Bread hot dogs. They were amazing. <laughs> you guys are fucking Wonder haters, Bread bro. hot dogs, bro. Listen. That Wonder Bread hot dog bun that it was like a, it was like a hybrid of a hot dog bun and Wonder Bread. <laughs> that shit was amazing, bro. Yeah, listen, Yo, they, that grabbed, hot dog. they grabbed the ripped bread and like mushed it together and made a bun out of it. <laughs> listen, bro. I don't know what y'all talk about. I had three of them hot dogs. Them shit was good, bro. <laughs> but you know, I think maybe this has to do with the fact that I, I pause. I really do like hot dogs. I think that's like a goat food. I'm not even gonna lie. Wow. Oh, I agree. I've asked for it at every event I got to in my life. Wrestling events, uh, funerals, I've always asked for hot dogs. <laughs> funerals? Uh, that's a Simpsons reference to whoever gets it. Puts it in his <sighs> car- cargo shorts like a Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Tater Talk. But I the... Uh... Did, I, I've done that before. I did that before. <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> but the uh, what was I saying? Jake yeah, Dunn, uh, right? The, no, the grab for the gold um, ladder match um, was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, it was what you expected from a ladder match, you know, typical. Oh, you know, hit, you know, somebody does a spot and somebody else does a spot. Ring clears out. Guy gets on the ladder. He gets pushed off. There was a nice. Um, t- there were a couple table spots that were pretty brutal. But um, like JT Dunn looked pretty good, but I I don't I don't know if he was just in that match to put a couple of guys over. But you know, Hale Collins ended up winning. But it was uh, I think for me in that match, JT Dunn was pretty good. Christian Casanova had took a lot of brutal spots in that match. But you know, it was a decent match. It was a, I would say it was a good starting match. Like I feel like the card for the most part had a good flow. In between the matches, if you look at who fought, like they they knew where to put the highs and they knew exactly where to put the lows. Like I feel like they set us up extremely well for that Pentagon and Darby match because the fact that we had to get through 
the Jerry the King Lawler match, and then that Brad Hollister versus PCO match. Oh, that was tr- that was a trash match. <laughs> PCO's trash. Yo, that was yo. P- PC- I, I hated PC- him when he was a Quebecer, and I was fucking three years old, and I hate him now. And I'm a 31 year old still watching the same product I was watching when yo, I was three. That that guy is like if you take Undertaker's washness and then combine it with Jerry the King Lawler's washness. <laughs> And that's like the product. That's like their washing this baby. That's, that's who he is. <laughs> What's his gimmick? Is he like a time traveler? He's like he, a human he's, or something. You know, so he's trash. like a zombie that's, he's not human. I mean, not a zombie, like um, like Frankenstein. He was reborn because that's an old pro wrestler, but he's got this rebirth, this regenesis. When he really does it, he worked much better than when I saw him at um, HOG Wrestling. Shout out to them. Shout out to Brian. Um, it's... Uh, I don't. I don't know why PCO is getting booked. Uh, he's over with the fans, but these are the same fans that cheer Trash Taker. So it's like, <laughs> if you're kind of big and old, they love you. It's. Yeah, I don't, he, he I don't a, know. I that. He did a moonsault, and it was worse than Lita's moonsault. Like, how, <laughs> how you got a worse moonsault than Lita? Come on, bro. Like, just stop, stop it, five. Like, retire, stop. <laughs> Well, PCO, dude, he's he's old, man. Uh, who did he verse? I, 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 that bacon guy? And that's, bacon. Their, that's their champion, right? Like, bro, what? Bacon Brad Hollister? Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's no, their champion. But, I mean, that match had to follow. That match followed the match of the night. So, of course, it was going to be trash. It followed Mrs. Katie Forbes. So the course, fans were out of it trash. after seeing Katie Ford's arm just stand. Seen the there's, the no, night, bro, come there's no, bro. There's no left to cheer. Like, no, there isn't. Oh, I'm glad we were I wasn't slowly a fan converting, of the converting Oscar into a Katie Ford's mark as well. I'm not a fan of her, but I understand what sells. <laughs> Listen, in the wrestling world. Oscar, she retweeted us. You have to be friends with her. Word. She retweeted my tweet. About She's friends of the pod, bro. Having the match of the night and buried her own buried her own boyfriend in the process. Meanwhile, <laughs> me and me and Vaughn have hit Darby Allen like thirty times, but cool. We'll 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 see what happens. I added we're gonna Darby have Allen we'll one one time. Wrestlers on the pod <laughs> one day. Hope we have Katie Forbes on the pod. That gimmick, bro. That Starlux gimmick. gimmick no, that's, if you don't know what Starlux is because you're not from the New York City area, it's one of the popular strip clubs here. There's a bunch of popular strip clubs here, obviously. Just go on Yelp. You'll find where you need to go. <laughs> if not, you could hit me up at at Carito Way, C-A-R-I-T-O-G-U-E-Y, and I'll let you know all of the places that you should go in New York, whether it's food or whether it's something else. If you like choppies, just let me know. <laughs> Oh man! Um, what else? What else did we take away from that event? Poughkeepsie sucks. We took that away. Facts. Poughkeepsie Facts. is trash. Yeah, Poughkeepsie's <laughs> horrible. Uh, anywhere past Yonkers is horrible in New York. Yo, that that promo that that guy cut on Poughkeepsie being trash. Like he he did not tell one lie. Yeah, Everything so he the, said was a fact. Boston area wrestler cut a promo, and it was. Very accurate on the state of New York sports. Our teams are garbage. Nothing he said was a lie. It, it hurt to listen to, <laughs> but it was the truth. Our teams are garbage, and, bought, and the Red Sox just won a championship. I don't remember who came in and interrupted him, but Lord, that was like the best spine buster I have seen in years. Oh, uh, yeah, he had like trash, uh, trash apparel or whatever, but. Nah, he had the he that had, was a good he had like a, a a Red Sox jersey with Tim Boots, the guy. Oh, the guy that cut the promo. Yeah, I'm talking about the guy that came in the spine buster. He had a he had like a onesie on or some shit. Oh, no, I took a I took a bathroom break at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at one, like, a little bit. At one point during his promo, I yelled out, "Um, he hasn't told one lie yet," and everybody kind of looked at me. And I was like, "Put Kimsey sucks, and you know it." <laughs> And nobody yeah. said anything. And we were trying to get, we we're trying to get heel heat. Trying to get um, that heat. <laughs> Yonkers is good because they have good pizza and they have Honduran food. But other than that, Yonkers would also be included in my rant towards um 
my hate for any area where there's no four, five, six, one, two, three, whatever letters, trains. Or a bodega open at 1 a.m. in the morning. Yo, Ock, let me get a chopped cheese, you heard? Can't live without a chopped cheese and a Lucy cigarettes. I don't even smoke cigarettes, but I need to be able to know that if I wanted to smoke cigarettes, I could get a Lucy. Bad. Cigarettes are bad. Vape is bad. Uh, alcohol is bad. Now, now the one takeaway I will say uh, that I came away from the show is that I un- like sometimes I forget why people hate marks, and no. then I go to wrestling shows and I'm like, yeah, I get why people hate marks. Um. <laughs> To to the marks of WWE, WCW, NJPW, uh, TNA, AAA, uh, MCL, Lucha Underground, whatever wrestling promotion you got going on, all you marks that go to these shows, can you stop with the this is awesome chance the minute the match starts? Can you please stop with the you still got it chance? To these old people who obviously don't even have it, Jerry King Lawler, Jerry King Lawler literally did nothing, and you guys were like, "You still got it." He hadn't committed one move, and you guys were on his dick. Stop it. <laughs> also, to you fucking marks, lose some weight, cut your fucking hair, take a shower, all right, and have some fucking self-respect. And last but not least, sit the fuck down. <laughs> you are grown-ass men watching other grown-ass men put on a show. Have the fucking decency to stay your ass in your fucking seat. Because let me tell you something. Nobody wants to see your fucking grainy-ass Facebook video that you post or some shit or some shitty, grainy, zoomed-in picture that you're going to post on IG that's going to get like five likes because you have no fucking friends. <laughs> Stop fucking ruining the show for everybody else. It's fucking fucking miserable. My little my little Mark was like I can't see, and I, I felt like I was at the gym because I had to pick him up and put him down the whole fucking night because people couldn't stay in their fucking seats. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. Never going to another fucking house show and shit Poughkeepsie ever again. The only good thing from that show was Katie Forbes, Kenny Omega, and the fucking hot dogs. Everything else trash. <laughs> That's uh, Kels's heel promo of the week. <laughs> That that's gonna be a new segment of our show. By the way, <laughs> we're gonna have a um, the our top, our top, our top three whole. segment. Kells' heel promo of the week. <laughs> you just got you just gotta let these come out randomly. Sometimes I just get, I just, I just get really angry, bro. <laughs> now nah, that is annoying though when they when everybody stands and you can't see anything. I was like, yo, just sit down. And I know some of you just buy front row seats. I'm not spending $100 at a fucking indie show. I'm not spending 500 at a WWE show. If you can, I mean, more power to you. But how how much were the tickets for the front row? Front row at that show were about 60 70 That's not bad, actually. I still wouldn't pay that. But it felt like nobody really was actually sitting in their seats. So... Yeah. We we just grabbed random seats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one security guard kept looking at us, but he didn't say anything because he knew we we're really from New York, not trash ass Poughkeepsie, New York. Well, the security guard from the section that we were at, he he was a mark because he was like low key playing the gate and like not securing the gate at all. He was just watching the matches, <laughs> so you know it worked out. It worked out in the end. All right. Uh, the EMTs in the back weren't watching the matches. Oh, they were not. Who was? Oh, the the EMTs in the back were definitely watching Katie Forbes. I tell you that much. Mm. <laughs> they were ready. They're ready to pounce in the Everybody ring. was watching Katie Forbes. Except, Except for me. I, I was watching uh, Best of WCW Nitro, nineteen ninety six. Disgusting. He was watching the one, the one Dean Malenko highlight reel on YouTube. <laughs> There are various Demolinko highlight reels. That, he that made Chris made Jericho himself. a star. Made a, he made Chris Jericho a star. As did Paul Heyman, ECW, all that. All that other stuff, but I'm just going to say Malenko did. And, so you uh, can hate on Oscar's me. Oscar's burn his accounts come up. 
I only have two burner accounts, and it's for Instagram. <laughs> if you what block are... me, you didn't really block me. Hold that L. <laughs> what are you, the Sixers general manager? <laughs> Disgusting. Um, any final notes on uh, Northeast Wrestling? Hold this show in the five boroughs. Yes. Uh, have tag team matches. Tag team matches are oh, yeah, a were, vital a part match. of pro wrestling. As much Vince as WWE be- has tried to kill tag team wrestling. <laughs> there is nothing like a it great matters. tag team match. Tag teams matter. Yes. The but best in they? the world is still New Day. Does... does- does everybody like do do tag teams really matter? Just gonna put that out there. Wow, tag team wrestling, wrestling is dope, man. I'm not saying tag team wrestling is whack, but I I understand that tag team wrestling is a means to an end because it's you know it's 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 what allows people to move on. You know, without the Rockers, we wouldn't have gotten Marty Jannetty throwing himself through a glass and Shawn Michaels being blamed for something that he didn't do. Just want to... <laughs> What are you guys laughing for? Just go back and watch the tape. Marty Jannetty threw himself through the history. glass. He threw himself through the glass. Shawn Michaels did nothing wrong. Okay. What about all the other times he turned on his tag team partners? Who? When? <laughs> that was that. That was the Zoloft. That wasn't Shawn Michaels. <laughs> CGI. Right. CGI. Yeah, you 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 obviously need tag teams too raise people profile because what is it you get the tag team title first then you get the ic title then you get the u.s title and then you go for the regular title it's 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 part of the pathway but i think that some people they say wwe has killed tag team wrestling and some people say that the bucks have killed tag team wrestling but that's a discussion we can table for another day because we know how how os feels about the bucks how do i feel about the bucks i think they're a great tag team i don't think they're the best you love the bucks though that's because they're 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 cool individuals. What? What? I've met them. Paul knows I've met them. Oh. oh, I don't know. I didn't know you met them. Like, they're cool dudes, bro. I've, I've that they said about the young bucks and WWE backstage. I've seen them backstage interacting with other wrestlers. I, they everyone loved them. They were very cordial to security and to the fans. And I saw wrestlers who weren't cordial to the fans. So when I see wrestlers actually care about their fans like they did, it, it means something to me. I've I've watched two two Young Bucks matches in my life, and up up until Friday night, I, I thought I had only watched one. And that's when the Motor City Machine Guns beat them, and. Then I watched them apparently at some house show, but that's how memorable they were. I didn't even remember. So miss me with all the young buck hype. To be fair, Varo didn't remember because he was getting lit off two dollar beers. No, I didn't drink that night. <laughs> I took my brother to the show. The four of you that know Varo knows 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 that's a lie. <laughs> I remember that AJ Styles and uh, Johnny. Johnny Mundo match. So that is a lie. I remember Johnny Gargano from that night. Fire. Alright. So that wraps up our experience at the North East Wrestling uh, house show, I guess, right? Was it a house show or like a fake pay per view? One of those? Nah, there was a pay per view. It was Redemption. Oh, was it a pay per view? Yeah, it was a, a pay per view. Oh, okay. Um. All right. What's next? We guys want to talk about? I think we were planning on doing like a a deep dive into the UFC and like WWE kind of like merging or like becoming like a more integral part of each other. But I don't know if you guys want to. Do you guys want to save that for a next episode, or you guys want to do it tonight? Uh, it doesn't matter. I think I think it's a, it should be something that we discuss because it's important. Because what happened at the pay per view at two thirty? At two thirty? At UFC two thirty? Oh, oh, the UFC two thirty. Okay. Um, I thought we were talking about USA versus England <laughs> Thursday. 
At two forty five. <laughs> I thought it was like a new new division of two oh five live. I was like two thirty. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, for those for those of you who know in the dirt sheets it says that that uh that pretty much that that Meltzer that Meltzer um stated that Brock signed his contract about um and he has his like pretty much he signed a contract that's gonna allow him to fight in UFC. And then with Cormier winning the event, he called him out. So it's gonna be interesting to see pretty much Cormier fight Brock. I think I think once he enters the pool in January and then he starts in March, they're gonna fight again. And from what Meltzer said, it seems as if that Vince is just going to keep the belt on Brock until T- like TBD, pretty much. And we're just going to have Brock not at pay-per-view shows or whenever he wants to. But it's kind of interesting to see how UFC essentially, like, when people thought they were competing, they're not competing anymore. They're actually kind of working with each other because we see, like, people like Matt Riddle and then the four... Uh, horsewomen of MMA going now in WWE and with Ronda Rousey. I just want to see if there's going to be like, if this is going to be something that we're going to continue to see where like UFC people go to WWE and then WWE people go to UFC. Especially if Brock walks into a UFC ring with that belt on his, or with the title around his waist, because then it's like, it's reality and kayfabe at the same time, which UFC is kind of doing as well. Yeah, they've kind of adopted like the WWE promo and like build up style to pay-per-views and stuff you had that whole mcgregor thing where he attacked the a bus and at barclay center and that was obviously that looked like a backstage wwe promo they had like come how convenient is that aka cardi b how convenient is that the <laughs> all the angles you had all the camera angles you had for that invasion that mcgregor did come on there's no way that wasn't planned and then he got like a slap on the wrist for that when he apparently injured so many wrestlers, so many uh, fighters because they got like glass in their eyes and stuff like that. Um, I think UFC is trying, is adopting certain parts of WWE or I guess wrestling gimmicks and angles, stuff like that. Um, Cormier did that. What did, he, what did he do? He cut, he like cut a promo on Brock. Well, when he called beat Stipe, remember he called Brock in the ring, and then Brock came into the ring and pushed him, and Brock was like, oh, these fucking fighters are trash. <laughs> and then then um, Cormier called him out again at the pay-per-view, and then even the New York Sports uh, Association, they told Brock that he couldn't come to the fight because they didn't want an incident. Yeah, I mean, so, and then, yeah, you had, then you had the Khabib-McGregor incident where Khabib jumps into the crowd basically another like a WWE adjacent uh, kind of thing happening um, you have more and more UFC fighters jumping from UFC to WWE like like Kel said you got Matt Riddle you got the four horsewomen before that you've had um, like Ken Shamrock did UFC uh-huh. MMA um, Steve Blackman Steve right? Blackman was MMA went to WWE and then like the other way around like I don't think much have had success only Brock Lesnar I think is the one that has had the most success Alberto the real did it he got his ass knocked out he was wrestling with a mask I have no idea why you would wrestle in a mask but I mean fight in a mask he got his ass knocked out uh, Bobby Lashley tried and he was trash at that too because he's trash at wrestling, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> who else has tried? CM Punk. Garbage. The guy didn't want to beat him anymore. And then he got fired for not beating CM Punk's ass. Um, By the way, Bobby Lashley was 15-2. and two. Bobby Lashley's a good actual wrestler wrestler but he's not like a good wrestler in the form of like WWE performance wrestling he, he was 15 and 2 in his MMA career well, I'm not I'm not here for facts Oscar right <laughs> I'm, I'm here for jokes <laughs> who, else, who else has gone from WWE to uh, UFC 
Is that it? I can't. I, I, I don't. I can't, head, I can't else. think of anybody else. Yeah. But um, yeah. Usually, people jumping from UFC to WWE are successful, and then people jumping from WWE or whatever wrestling promotion into um, UFC or MMA are not successful. I think Shinsuke Nakamura was a uh, was in UFC and MMA too. MMA, I want to say, not UFC. But I don't think he yeah. was he was that good either. Yeah, pretty much. But um, I don't know. It's it's, uh, it's interesting because these are like they bring like legitness to to wrestling, like sports entertainment. Even though sometimes they injure people, like Alexa Bliss, who has like thirty concussions now. And, oh yeah, she's, uh, she's gonna half, be off TV back, for a while. Back after Ronda Rousey tossed her around for a while. <laughs> well, that that Ronda Rousey armbar spot from the top rope is not really the safest spot you should be doing, but could rip somebody's fucking shit out of their socket. But I think I think that's gonna be interesting to see, especially with you know how they trade people. We'll see if W if if WWE might start doing that with other promotions now, and just you know because there were rumors of ROH WWE. And I know they have ROH and Impact is definitely going to become a thing, but I think what we're going to see is we're just going to see WD the 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 octopus that is WWE just start branching out, and you're going to see more wrestlers in different places that you don't expect them to see. They they've been working with Evolve. Mm -hmm. They've had as Varo mentioned, they've had Mustafa Ali, Velveteen Dream, a couple other wrestlers from from uh, the NXT brand, which is dope because it. It 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 makes the fan win. The fan gets to see wrestlers that they never expect to see at an indie show. Um, who's who's the tag team that just won from NXT? They won the tag team title somewhere. Was that Evolve also? I think they won the Evolve belt here. Okay, yeah, it's, it, that's cool. Like just seeing people you've seen on TV pop up at an indie show. That that's dope. Especially us because we're we're. We're just starting to really get into indies. I, I forced these two to go on this fucking road trip with me because <laughs> I didn't want to watch it by myself. So it's, 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 nice, it's nice for us to be able to see some of the big time stars at these little arenas. La Boom's not a little arena. La Boom's the greatest place on earth. <laughs> we'll be seeing Evolve there soon. Or uh, AAA or uh, what's the other Mexican promotion? C-M-L-L. The MLL. Uh, unless we're gonna count Lucha Underground as a Mexican promotion. <laughs> that's a that's a California promotion, bro. Yeah, that's a Cali promotion. West Coast. West Coast, yeah. They did have like they did put on like a couple of wrestlers though, I think in the States. I think Pentagon Junior, uh Phoenix, uh you got uh, Ricochet. Kind Ray Mysterio Jr. I never never heard of him up until Lucha Underground. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's not Ricochet, it's Prince Puma, bro. Different person. Prince oh. Puma, facts. That's the only gimmick I acknowledge, Prince Puma. Even though the they Prince need... Puma they should have traveled to WWE because Ricochet is terrible, but they should have brought um the Patriot <laughs> to have a standard American wrestler to be the heel. <laughs> yeah, but the heel is the shady Spanish guy who hides in the office. There isn't that just every Spanish dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Oscar, way to go. Say Latino también before you start sending borrow hate mail. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, I think we've covered all the bases we needed to cover for this week's episode. Happy Veterans Day to Kells, to myself. Cheap plug because it's the day. Um, yeah, I got I got nothing else to add for the show. Shout out to Randy Orton and his dishonorable discharge. <laughs> <laughs> He's not valid. No GI Bill for him. No health benefits. No nope. nothing. No Marine 3 or 2, whatever that was. Marines don't fuck with your boy. You don't, yo, you can't be in a Marine movie and have a Dishonorable. I'm going to just put that out there, bro. 
So, <laughs> Shawn Michaels find out the hallway. What happens when you mess with Marines? You already know. Uh, That's a deep bu- cut. Bu- bu- <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to talk about just briefly Rousey and Becky Lynch just to go back to that UFC? Oh, I think that's going to be the match of the year. I'm going to throw it out there right now. Match of the year? Yep. The year? Okay. Yep. I don't think it's going to be match of the year. I think it's going to be great, but not match of the year. Match of the year. Six stars. I just feel like they're not going to book it right. Yo, bro, why are you talking about match of the year when we saw match of the year at Poughkeepsie with Katie Forbes? You got to stop this, yo. Facts. (laughs) Katie Forbes is the standard. All right. But I do agree though that Becky Becky Lynch is gonna carry that match, but it's gonna be fire. Yow. Yeah, I don't, I yeah. Think, that's I like Bobby, a, they're trying to hype up like the arm the arm bar war or whatever. But I, I want I want Becky Lynch to go over, but it's not gonna happen unless uh, Charlotte comes in and does something to set up Rousey and Charlotte at WrestleMania, which will probably happen. I rather I rather not see any interference. I want. I want them to let them go. You don't want you don't want any chicane. I want a clean finish. <laughs> I want a clean finish. That, that word, Varo. Varo will introduce another new segment. It will be the word of the week. Just threw it in there, very slyly. And Kels has the uh, rant of the week. <laughs> Chicanery is the word of the week, guys. Apparently, that's a fancy word. And I got I got shit for uh, using it in the, our group chat. You didn't get shit. Yeah, I, mean, I was shit. just impressed because it was just, wow. That's, that's a nice ass word. <laughs> I haven't heard that word in a long time. Kells also has, has a, a a good vernacular. I I'm infantry, so my vernacular got ruined, and I just say New York City sayings. I can agree with that. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's it. We'll wrap it up. Undertaker's trash. Katie Forbes. <laughs> Katie Forbes is the greatest on earth. Darby Allen is the best wrestler in the world in five years. Yep, the future. And with that, we're out. Peace. Peace.